when I, like my husband started this magic school, he was like, why aren't you like promoting it like crazy? And I told him, I'm like, we need people to think Christina real estate and we don't want to interfere with that. Cause like you said, no one wants a diluted agent where, you know, you know, even you having more than one listing, they want you, there's to be the one and only listing and you're their one and only client, which is not possible. But if you have 20 million businesses, they're going to think you're not focused if they think that you're super involved. So I tell them, I'm like, oh no, no, no. I'm just a silent partner. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, guys, today I have Christina Levenworth on the show, and this is a gal who her and her husband five years ago were living paycheck to paycheck, and today they have multiple businesses, a team that will do over 200 transactions this year, and they're well on their way to deep into financial freedom. Christina, thank you so much for coming on. So guys, in today's episode, we're going to be talking a lot about branding, what other businesses outside of real estate can teach us about the real estate business and how we can scale so quickly. Now, Christina, in your first year, you sold 65 homes. Take us into what was that first year like? It was crazy. Uh, so my background, um, I used to be a TV news anchor and I worked the early morning show from 3 a.m. until noon. And I realized that that life did not serve me anymore. But due to contractual obligations, I had to stick with it. So my company said, you can't use your name. You can't use your phone number and you can't really use your social media to get any business. So that was a huge challenge. Um, but it was like, you know what? Watch me. So um, I had the other job. I had a newborn and I I door knocked in an old neighborhood with lots of steps with my newborn there. It was just like true hustle. Uh, I started my own networking group. Uh, one, one networking group wouldn't let me in. So same sort of mentality, like, well, I'm going to start my own and it's going to be better and it's going to be at nighttime and we're going to drink wine and that sort of thing. And just uh, hustled like crazy. So was what transferred from the TV business to, was it the hustle? Was it the grind mindset? So as a TV reporter, um, you are constantly, it's, it's almost keeping deals together. You have, you know, a couple of hours to convince someone to talk to you on camera about a topic they don't want to talk about, and they don't even want their face on camera. And you have to convince them to do this and get both sides of a story. And just that relationship building and communication, same sort of thing when you're talking to a seller um, about a repair or possibly a price reduction, dealing with another agent, and just, again, keeping everything together and getting to closing. Uh, I worked, yeah, from 3 a.m. till noon. Some days we worked 2 p.m. to midnight. So that strong work ethic definitely transfers over. And the main reason to get out, was it just 3 a.m. is not a desired time or what was the main reason? You yeah, wanted to get out of it? honestly, I kind of love the time because you get done at noon and you'd have your whole day. Um, lack of pay, believe it or not. So mm -hmm. being a main news anchor here in Pensacola, Florida, um, after working overtime and everything, we made, I made 50,000 a year. And oh, wow. I, I worked really, really hard and I was one of the main anchors. And then when there's lack of appreciation too, you know, it's just the industry's changed a lot. So it, I never thought I'd be a realtor. I'll be honest. In my brain, I thought it was like part-time moms, like selling Mary Kay. I had no idea. It is such a fantastic business where you can constantly learn and grow and really create the life of your dreams. So what was the spark? I mean, you knew you wanted to get out of this $50,000 a year job, but what, what, you know, cinched it for you that you wanted to do real estate? 
you know, like a lot of people, I always looked at homes on Zillow and then I have to call my agent and have to see it when he was ready. So I got my real estate license thinking I would just sell my own homes and my family's homes and then um, quickly started doing it and realized I was good at it. And they kept changing my schedule at the station and it was like, this has to work. Like this job, I don't like it anymore. I'm dreading going in. This, uh, this has to work. I have to be able to replace my income. And it did very quickly. So, so talk to us, like, I love when people are doing like something to leave their job. So was it three to 12 at the station? And then was it 12 to 12 at real estate? Or what did that hour, like, what'd your day look like? As you're trying yeah. To so, um, I, so I had worked, um, I had the early morning show, but then they transferred me to weekends. So I'd have two weekdays off. So I would show as many houses as I could in those two days. And on the weekends, I didn't start till 2 PM. So I'd have all morning to do all that stuff. And then, you know, you get breaks in between. I'd write, you know, contracts on the anchor desk and just, you know, make it work. Um, I just, I worked 24 seven pretty much, but, um, so you have to do that sometimes. Like I had the energy and I, I wanted to get out and we made it work. I mean, everyone, if you work a, an eight to five job, you can show houses from five to nine. You can write offers on your lunch break. You can figure it out. So what you were working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, what was yeah. the family dynamic? Were you married at that point? Do you have kids? Yeah. Yeah. I was married and I had a newborn, so it wasn't ideal, but we knew that it was just a short time thing. And as soon as I was able to, I left the station. There's contractual obligations where you can't just leave right away. Um, but I mean, I still managed it. We still went on vacations. We still, I still had fun with my friends at night. It was just being really, really efficient. And fortunately, I could answer calls at work. I could send emails. I wasn't at a job where I couldn't do any of that. So I had some, that, that was you know, a blessing that I could do that. Yeah. What was the decision-making criteria that you had for leaving? Was it once I hit 50 exactly and I match my current salary or how did you balance that decision? It was really scary because, you know, you go to school for it. It's all you've ever done and you've worked really, really hard for it. And as well, like parents, they, they're like, oh, my kid's on TV. You're going to go do real estate. You know, all these people fail in real estate and you keep hearing that it honestly was when I think I saw this is like a business and I decided I wanted to start a team because I was like, okay, then this can outlast me and uh, made some moves to do that. And it was more of a feeling um, than money because it, it, it was emotional leaving a job that you love for so long and shutting the door very firmly on it. Uh, I knew that once I shut it, I wouldn't open it again. So I just had to feel okay saying goodbye to it. And that was just, it took time. So obviously being on TV, you've developed a, a stage presence, a camera presence, a, a comfortability talking with people, et cetera. How has that benefited you in the real estate space? Definitely being able to read people. You know, when you're in their home, it was the same thing when we were there to interview them, getting them at ease, um, getting them to know, like, and trust you pretty easily. When I first got into real estate, again, I wasn't allowed to use social media, so I didn't do videos. And then I didn't want to for a while. I was like, I don't want to do any videos. I am done with this. Um, so I kind of stayed away from that. But now like video is so important for everyone. Everyone should be doing it. And I can talk all day about that. Uh, but yeah, just like, you know, being able to walk in and be able to gain rapport quite quickly with um, any client and team members. So let's talk about the before and after. So before you got to the TV job, what was your skill reading 
how, how did you, how well did you read people? And what specifically as you were at that TV job, like, was it just reps? Like, Hey, I'm in front of this person. I don't know how this is going to go, but I'm going to try this and see if it works. Was it like a trial and error type thing? Yeah. I mean, I think it is just that like sink or swim mentality. If I didn't get them to talk to me, then I'm starting my day all over again. And I have nothing, I have no story. And I have to have a story on by five every single day, or I'm in my brain, I'm going to get fired. So it was just like, I think it was, yeah, sink or swim. Like I have to figure this out. And then you'd see like, I mean, yeah, you say something and you see facial reactions or you realize you're going too fast or too slow. Yeah. I don't know how to explain how to do it other than I think with real estate, they have to look at it that way too. Recently with my team, I was like, okay, if I told you guys, you would get a million dollars. If you could find one person to like buy a house today, like, how would you do it? Could you do it? And they're like, okay, like, here's some ways I would do it. Just thinking like, I have to do it. Like, I have to find a buyer today. If I don't find a buyer, like, I'm going to get fired type of thing. What was your, like, did you have a go-to line? Like, if you have someone that's like stoic and you have to get them to open up, was it a smile? Was it a line? Did you have kind of some go-tos? Um, like when I was in news? Yeah. I said, I'm like, if you don't talk to me, I'll get fired. <laughs> and then they're, yeah, I was like, you know, honestly, my boss sent me here. I'm so sorry. Like, I mean, some, there were some really tough, bad stories, you know, where we're talking to someone who just lost a loved one, which was terrible, you know, where we were doing things like that. Or, you know, we're trying to get, you know, someone who was just arrested for doing terrible things to talk to us. So different things like that, you know, we're here to help you, like all that. But with houses, I always say this, it's like, it's not fun to not sell houses. Like, it's not fun for you. And it's not fun for me. Like, so that's what we're here to do today. And they're, they're like, yeah, it, you're right. It's not fun to not sell houses. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's a fun line that works if anyone wants it. Yeah, no, I love that. And obviously you've got a great bubbly personality, et cetera. So that helps kind of warm people up as well. So take us into, you, you're in real estate, you're starting to succeed now. Like where do all these other businesses come in? So I really feel like real estate was the catalyst for that because before we had zero extra money, we were in debt. And once I started to like figure out the game of, you know, just like the real estate business, it's like, okay, well, I could try this other thing. And I do have a little bit of money to throw at it. And just that entrepreneurial spirit, like, I think it was always, you know, inside me, but I didn't know how to execute it. And then real estate, it's, it showed me like the sky's the limit. So it's so much fun. Like life is so much fun starting new businesses and putting something like on this earth that wasn't there before and uh, just loving it. So we started a nighttime kayaking company called Glow Paddle and they're clear kayaks and it just looks so cool. Taking, you know, our systems that we have with our CRM, our systems that we have with client follow-up and everything and implementing that into another business, it's just like rinse and repeat. And it's so cool that all that came from real estate. And so in the business, like do your, you and your husband work together in all the businesses that you have? No, not really at all. So my husband still has a W-2 and he gets paid well for it. And I like him having it. He just started a magic school because he's been doing magic his whole life. And I think he got a little bit of the entrepreneurial bug for me. It's mostly just been me. So he does not work in our, my, the real estate company or Glow Paddle. He's just there. I mean, for he helps way more with my daughter than I can help. And he's there for that. And he um, is just amazing like family support. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. 
We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between 5 and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us. And let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Cool. And then so as you're building these businesses, like are, are you the typical like solopreneur at the beginning where it's like you're doing everything, like you're the janitor, yeah. you're the systems person, the salesperson? How quickly and how early on did you bring on like an integrator or somebody to help you build out the systems? So for Glow Paddle, it took about a year. So it was all us. We were doing all the QuickBooks. We were hiring, firing, uh, dealing with everything. And then um, we hired a general manager and he does everything now. And it's amazing. And we give him a little bit of profit share and that goes a long way. So it took about a year. But now, um, since I've learned, we're a lot quicker to hire Um, because we're not as scared. Like in the beginning, we were really scared about doing that because it's like no one can do it as good as me. And then you realize to scale, you have to hire. You ha- and maybe it won't be as good as you think it is, but um, you need it in order to grow. So what lessons from Glow Paddle? I think you guys have a, a great business, right, Crabria? Mm-hmm. Um, and a few yeah. other things. Like what lessons? Because like a lot of times different industries have different thought processes, which could bring in some valuable insight in real estate. What things have you learned from these other businesses that, that apply to your real estate business? Uh, I mean, so Glow Paddle, we grew that to like 40,000 followers very quickly. And that was really neat. And the way we really utilized doing that was um, sharing in Facebook groups um, all the time. And we got a lot of followers very, very fast. So then like taking that back and like, hey, this worked for Glow Paddle. This can work for real estate too. So if we do a, you know, neighborhood spotlight, sharing it in all those groups for that neighborhood it helps with the branding, helps um, them see your face more. And even if no one's liking it or anything, they're still seeing it. So when I go to like a party or my kids, you know, soccer game, all these people are like, we love your videos, but they're never hitting like or saying it. So I think a lot of people get caught up on like, I'm posting this stuff and like no one's engaging. Uh, you just have to know that they're seeing it and it's in their brain. You're just not seeing, you know, the like ROI on it quite yet. hundred percent. So you obviously have a, a passion for branding. So tell us like, what are some of the, your, you know, biggest takeaways like, or, or things that you can share with people about branding that's really worked for you guys? So this was almost accidental how I got into it. And sometimes that's how things work. So I do radio. So radio has been fantastic. Radio advertising on a talk radio show. So the guy's talking about the news, the weather, and then transition seamlessly, you know, like, 
well, it's sunny out today. Well, you know who else is sunny? I mean, Christina, she's selling all these houses. Like she'll, she'll sell your house in like two seconds. You need to give her a call. And it's so natural that way where it doesn't sound like an advertisement. And that's where it really started um, because I'm on every single morning and I get people talking about it all the time. I came, I went to a listing appointment recently and a guy was like, oh my gosh, it's the famous realtor. And I was like, oh, like, did you know me from when I was on TV? And he's like, no, no. Like we hear your ads on the radio. That's how we know you. You used to do TV. And that was like a big shift because that, that was different. But it, a lot of people thought it made it easy going from TV to real estate, but it was difficult because people think of you in one box and you have to shift them to another box. Like, don't think Christina TV, think Christina real estate. And I really just had to like drill it down. Like, this is what I do. This is what I'm good at. And just because people are your friends, as you know, that doesn't mean they're going to use you. They want the best realtor for their house. Yeah. And then especially if they think you're diluted, right? So exactly. these other others, businesses, like, are you just not the face or the brand mm -mm. for these other businesses? Yeah. So I made the mistake of doing that with Glow Paddle and I started to see a hit, a hit on the real estate business. Um, so I actually go through my assistant's Facebook login and I share through her Facebook to all the groups and stuff. Every now and again, I jump back in because it's like, I need to boost sales real quick and do this. And we're trying to get like the employees to do more of that. Uh, but yeah, no, I try to not have my face on it. I don't do any videos with it. Um, I'm pretty far removed. And I, when I, like my husband started this magic school, he's like, why aren't you like promoting it like crazy? And I told him, I'm like, we need people to think Christina real estate. And we don't want to interfere with that. Cause like you said, no one wants a diluted agent where, you know, you know, even you having more than one listing, they want you, there's to be the one and only listing and you're their one and only client, which is not possible. But if you have 20 million businesses, they're going to think you're not focused. Yeah. If they think that you're super involved. So I tell them, I'm like, oh no, no, no. I'm just a silent partner. I <laughs> love this. Yeah. And, and so of your businesses, like what, which one is your favorite? Like, which one do you get the most passion from? Oh man. Okay. Like I, I love real estate. I'm obsessed with real estate. I listen to podcasts all the time and I, and I love my team, but like the fun one, like glow paddle is so fun. It's so sexy. Like it's bright lights and glow paint and like fun music. And that it's a blast. So that one's really, really fun to, and opening up in Key West, like we get to take a business trip to Key West and check out the location. So that's fun. And just the scalability of that has been so easy compared to real estate where it is such a people business. Um, and that is too, but it's more of a product. And it's been like, you can go on vacation, no problem. Like I've, I've been able to go on vacations because I have a team, I have an assistant, but still at the end of the day, like we need to jump in. Like as a business owner of real estate, it's, I don't know a world where I could be a silent partner of a real estate team. Yeah. It, it's, it's a pretty remarkable feat to build a real estate team that truly allows the the team leader to be a silent partner. So yeah. you've done all this in five years. Like how did you, how did your growth happen? Like, was it, okay, I'm in production year one, year two, I start building a team. Kind of give us the timeline of where you started and where you're at today in your team. Honestly, like God did a lot of it. There was not a lot of planning it, at the beginning. It's just like, okay, how am I going to sell enough houses to get out of TV? And then I, I realized, okay, I'm not able to answer all the phone calls. Like I need someone else to help me. And my brokerage has been awesome. Like I haven't really had to recruit any team members 
they kind of just send them to me saying like, Hey, this person might be a good team member. So I got my first team member and I was lucky and she's a rock star and she's now one of my best friends. So that was like such a blessing. And then I realized, okay, the two of us can't handle this. Cause like there's times like open houses can't be held and it just organically grew from that. And then like, you know, I'm transitioning out of production because in order to really grow, I have to be able to focus, you know, just on the team, you know, and not just and we, our clients can, you know, pull us a million different ways. So now that you've gone from living paycheck to paycheck, five years later, you have multiple businesses all succeeding. What do you see as the vision for the next five to 10 years? Like, where do you see this going? I really would like to get out of production and grow the team. I have a crazy goal, like a thousand homes a year. The entire team hears it. I tell people it. I don't know why. I just think it's a cool number, um, but a thousand homes a year. And that really will, you know, allow team members to make a really, really great living. And we'd have to build it out like an army, you know, where we have, you know, I, and I have a whole flow chart of what I envision this looking like, but where we're just this, I want a thousand homes a year, all I need is one out of every 10 people in Pensacola, like that actually sell homes to think of our name. And I don't think that's that hard. Like just to get one tenth of the people that are going to transact this year to think of the Leavenworth team. And so that's just what I'm really working toward. And yeah, getting out of production and, you know, uh, being able to go on a true vacation at some point. Let's talk about the flow charts because I love yeah. building some flow charts and some vision boards for the businesses. So when you think about the marketing aspect of the flow chart, what does your, the funnel look like for you to do a thousand transactions? How much of it is video? How much of it is these different uh, lead, lead source pillars? Man, I have not gone that far. I need to get further with it. I kind of built out like, you know, having like a CEO ops manager and then like yep. listing squad member and then, you know, a listing coordinators, how many transaction coordinators we need, how many assistants um, in order to do that. Yeah. I mean, I think that everything is like all video, you know, and then, you know, and, and mailers, you have to hit them from every single source. Um, you know, we're doing some YouTube commercials now, um, trying that out to see how that goes. Because like my husband and I, when we work out in the morning, we work out to YouTube and we watch YouTube. We don't watch, you know, regular TV. We don't even have cable. Um, and, you know, just pushing video every way we can. And again, working with mailers, working with the radio where they're just going to hit, get hit from every single source. And really, you know, focusing on our, you know, past clients and sphere of influence and, you know, making sure that they always give us a chance. Out of the 200 plus transactions you guys do this year, what, what would the breakdown be of where they come from? So um, a lot of it is past clients and sphere of influence. So we still have that happening. We do a little bit of Zillow, not much. Um, the cool thing about radio is somebody may not have heard the actual ad, but their friend of a friend did. And then they're at church and they mention that they're selling their house and then we get a call. And then they say, oh yeah, John re referred you. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, John, he's a great guy. You know, I don't know which John they're talking about. So a lot of, some of it I don't know. And I, I don't really want to dial down too much because I don't want them to realize I don't know John. But I think that honestly, yeah, the radio and the branding has been a big part of it. So, and I just kind of still call that kind of sphere of influence because it kind of funnels that way. It's so interesting. I heard somebody say recently that they have a billboard and it's, it's a lot of money. And then the billboard essentially has not gotten them one piece of business in the entire time they've had it. It's very expensive. 
But mm. when they have the billboard and they send out direct mail, the direct mail performs so much better that it, it's way worth the cost of the billboard. That's um, cool. That's a great idea. So that's awesome. Interestingly enough, like, cause I would think like radio is kind of, I would feel like it'd be on the way out, but yeah. that's not the sense that you're giving. Not at all. And then the whole key is you get on talk radio where they're talking about your own local news, local politics that people have to tune into it. Um, I think, you know, if you're listening to a music station, I listen to podcasts. Um, I'm not listening to like music radio, but I do listen to this news talk show so I can hear what's happening in my community. And I, I don't think that's ever going to go anywhere because people do care about what's happening in their community. How do you position yourself and your services on that talk show? So they just, um, so I send the actual host little snippets and stories and he loves getting stories from us. Um, and for a while, you know, like 2022, when every single home was selling for more than list price, we had 20 offers, they were cash. I'm like these stories are kind of getting boring. Like, can we talk about mm. something else? And so, I mean, he'll talk about even just how we kept a deal together. Like, here's what they do differently. Um, and like, you, you're just going to trust them. It's so important to trust your agent. Um, but his big thing I keep telling him is like, I want you to get the message across. Like you are doing yourself a disservice if you don't at least talk to Christina and her team before listing your house, choose whoever you want, but at least talk to them. Um, because otherwise like you may be leaving a lot of money on the table. Yeah. And you're on that every day, every day. And then they have an expert panel that I go on twice a month where I talk to, I have a whole interview and people call in or text in. And I just started this and I was like, no one's going to call in. They do. It's crazy. So they, they're texting in questions and then they turn that into a podcast that then you can use for social media and stuff. Incredible. And it, 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 it costs $3,000 a month. Oh, I was just about to ask that. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that. Okay. So 3000 yeah. bucks. I mean, that seems like incredibly cheap if you're actually deriving a lot of business from it. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. And I'm um, also their exclusive realtor. So no other, they can't promote any other realtor because if they did, then like, they're not going to trust them. So like, I'm not going anywhere with it. And people have called them being like, can I have the whole Christina Leavenworth package? They're like, no, she's the only one that gets it. I'm sorry. So it's a, it's a, been a really great tool and you have to be consistent with it like anything else, but it does pay off. Incredible. So we talked about your five or 10 year vision. What are you wanting to get accomplished in the next 12 to 18 months? In the next 12 to 18 months, um, man, again, like we have been so flying by the seat of our pants where it's like, okay, like the year we sold in 2021, when we sold 200 homes, we didn't have a CRM. Like, I just wonder how many things went through the cracks. Like, and now we're with follow-up boss and we are like CRM ninjas. So just, you know, continuing to build out the systems. I want the team to be a well-run machine with all the systems and understand like, this is what we do for every single listing. And this is what it looks like, you know? And I have it to the point where the top, how early you need to show up for a listing appointment, how you need to not walk on the grass, walk on the sidewalk and getting it super specific. So we have this um, business model that we can truly replicate. Yeah. Incredible. Well, Christina, thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your life and your business. For those of you out there listening, there's a lot of gold here. In fact, radio, if you have a local talk show host that's willing to be exclusive with you, might be a great way to pick up a lot of business and make other business actually be more likely to convert. So thanks for sharing that tip, as well as just like your ability to translate one skill to another. Um, there's just 
so cool to see that you did 65 homes in your first year, went from paycheck to paycheck to basically financially free in five years. What a cool story. So guys, write down something you learned, share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable. This freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 